traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. In the squadron, they called him bullets. But we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right. This is serious. A big, big, big uh, indictment, another indictment, uh, all kinds of uh, felonies, uh, tax evasion, Hunter Biden. And it spells out in pretty clear detail that uh, this guy did uh, <laughs> a lot of earning, a lot of spending on drugs, cars and women and wasn't paying Uncle Sam, wasn't paying his taxes and uh, was not very conscious of it, very aware of it. Um and uh, he could be in big trouble. I'm looking at the headline now. Hunter Biden faces up to 17 years in prison. You know, they've been coddling this guy a lot, right? Um, and now this is, uh, you know, it, it would appear as though this is a big deal. And it is a big deal. But a couple of other things are going on that you need to know about. Uh, again, Hunter Biden, the indictment unsealed this morning. I uh, got it right here. It's 50-something pages long. Uh, all kinds of, um, you know, tawdry, interesting stuff in here about a guy making all kinds of money, spending it on illicit activities, not declaring it as income, or even when it is declared as income, finding a way to not pay taxes. That's illegal. He owes uh, millions in taxes. And in the middle of it all, he goes to the dealership to buy a car with his dad and have his dad pay for it. <laughs> Remember that picture I showed you about, you know, they go to the, let's see here. $1.6 million in ATM withdrawals, $683,000 payments to various women, $397,000 for clothing and accessories, 300000 for tuition, 237 health, beauty, pharmace- pharmaceutical products, uh, and the rest. Uh, they just had to happen to itemize uh, what, he, what he spent the money on. Just the other day, Joe said this stuff is all lies. It's uh, First, he's not going to comment on it, and now it's lies. Uh, no, this is... This is very, very factual. It's fact-based. It's not emotion-based. Um, now, this is happening for a couple of reasons. Uh, it's it Okay, number one, Hunter is uh, a bad guy and guilty of all kinds of stuff, all right? But you think it's just about that? No. Um, this is to lend legitimacy to the Justice Department as they go after Trump. You see, we go after Democrats as well. We go after Democrats too. Here, we don't do anything wrong. We don't know. Um, this does not show you that the Department of Justice is fair. Anybody reading this indictment, you know, look, we've been, we know what it's like for a prosecutor to come down and make an announcement, right? We we've seen it. We've seen it for years, especially in in this city, in New York. We got such a vibrant had a vibrant kind of local media market, and you know, Rudy Giuliani and. Uh, Morgenthau, back in the 80s, you know, when they would come forward, you know, they would they would allege real criminal wrongdoing and then they go prove it in, in court and somebody would go to jail. Uh, when a prosecutor comes forward and talks about the details of a case, they, they they got a case. You'll notice that they never talk about the Rudy. Uh, I'm sorry about the, the case against Trump. Now, Jack Smith will come out, make a 30 second statement and then run away from the reporters. Not that the reporters are really 
<laughs> demanding answers. And that's it. And the indictments of uh, Trump are full of emotion and weird platitudes. Um, and it usually summarizes activity that is not criminal in nature. But if they emotionalize it enough, you know, they can actually try to pretend that Donald Trump is a criminal. This stuff, though, is cut and dry. It's crime. It's criminal activity. You want to hear it? I got it right here. United States District Court for the Central District of California. United States of America versus Hunter Biden, Robert Hunter Biden. Number one, defendant Robert Hunter Biden, hereafter referred to as the defendant, was a Georgetown and Yale-educated lawyer, lobbyist, consultant, and business person, and beginning in April of 2018, a resident of Los Angeles, California. At times relevant in this indictment, the defendant served on the board of a Ukrainian industrial conglomerate and a Chinese private equity fund. Remember when Joe said during the debate that nobody made money from China? The only who, money man who made money in China is Trump. <laughs> um, he negotiated and executed contracts and agreements for business and legal services that paid millions of dollars of compensation to him and or his domestic corporations, Owasco and Owasco PC. In addition to his business interests, the defendant was an employee of a multinational law firm working in an of-counsel capacity from 2009 to 2017. The defendant engaged in a four-year scheme to not pay at least $1.4 million in self-assessed federal taxes he owed for tax years 2016 through 2019 from in or about January of 2017 through in or about October 15th of 2020 and to evade the assessment of taxes for tax year 2018 when he filed false returns in or about February of 2020. In furtherance of that scheme, the defendant subverted the payroll and tax withholding process of his own company, Owasco, by withdrawing millions of dollars from Owasco outside of the payroll and tax withholding process that it was designed to perform. He spent millions of dollars on an extravagant lifestyle rather than paying his tax bills. In 2018, He stopped paying his outstanding and overdue taxes for the year 2015. He willfully failed to pay his taxes in 2018, 2017, 2018, 2019, despite having access to funds to pay off some or all of these taxes. He willfully failed to file his 2017 and 2018 tax returns on time. Now, it goes on like this, and I'm going to keep going on. But the other thing that's happening here is this. This is... This is a move against Joe Biden. Now, the fake news will be out there saying, this is no way in shape or form it implicates Joe Biden. I mean, Joe was just there to help his son who was going through difficult times. Difficult times. Strippers, sex clubs, millions of dollars, drugs. The guy was having the time of his life. Difficult time. Um, but I think that this is, this is a pretty devastating, this is a, this is a real thing. And the message is to Joe, we're this close. We could pivot and get you like that. We can get you like that. This is a move to get Joe off the ticket, off the – he's going to have to back out. You know, you saw the latest poll. He's like a 37% approval rating. You can't. You can't win. He, he's lower than Lyndon Johnson was in 1968, right before Lyndon Johnson was forced to withdraw from the race. I will not accept, and I will not serve as your president for the next four years. Lyndon Johnson. How did he say it again? I will not seek, nor will I accept my party's nomination to be your president. Um, 
That's and politically, Joe is in a far worse situation. It's fascinating. It's also a little bit unknowable. This is real deep state stuff. We're not getting the full and complete story. And I wonder, you know, James Comer just the other day came out and proved that Hunter and all the spending he was doing all over the place, millions of dollars on drugs, hookers, also lots of money on, you know, bread and butter things, tuition for his kids, um, you know, gasoline for the car, insurance, stuff like that. In the middle of it all, in the year of debauchery, his own lawyer called 2018 a year of debauchery. And Hunter is living in Los Angeles. He moved there in April. But in June of that year, he goes with Pops, his old man, Joe, to the Ford dealership to buy a pickup truck. And they take pictures of them buying the pickup truck. Here we are buying a pickup truck. You see, we're really doing this. We're buying a pickup truck. Hey, everybody. And we're going to save this picture. We're going to make sure everybody, uh, right, we've got this pickup truck. Um. And we find out from James Comer that money for that pickup truck, pickup truck, forget the pickup truck for a second, money was going from Hunter Biden to his father from Owasco, the same company that's mentioned here, $1,380 a month, automatic payment. Well, that was just because Hunter's credit was bad, and he wanted to, uh, his dad was buying him a car because he was having a hard time. Um, He was blowing Hundreds of thousands of dollars on clothes, hundreds of thousands of dollars on travel, on drugs, on everything. Why would he, why would he stoop to having his dad pay for the truck at $1,300 a month? Why would that be? I think it gets back to plausible deniability. They had to show that from time to time, yeah, money did go from Owasco to Joe, but it was always for legitimate purposes, right? It was always legitimate. It's not legitimate, but that's what they're. I got to get Rudy in here. Rudy Giuliani, uh, he, he will know what to make of this. I am actually pretty good. I think I've already figured it out. Um, and all of his money, all this money coming from that shady Ukraine operation and also uh, China with nothing to actually do or perform for this. He had no expertise in gas and energy. He had no expertise in international relations. He had no true credentials as a lawyer. I know he went to Yale. That doesn't mean anything. The Yale lawyers, Harvard lawyers, they're a dime a dozen. They're all over the place. Sixth Avenue, some of the greatest law firms in the world are on Sixth Avenue. You could probably come up with 3,000 Harvard lawyers on that one block in Manhattan. It's not a big deal. You just don't write your own ticket. And also, at this point, he's not a lawyer. He's in his mid-40s. He hasn't really practiced law. His whole skill, the product, is I can get my dad on the phone and ask him for stuff. And he'll do stuff. Like get that prosecutor fired, the one who's snooping around Burisma. Now, in the old days, you could do stuff like this. It was almost expected. And by old days, I mean in the 1970s when Joe Biden became a big shot. In 1972, at the age of 29, he's elected to the U.S. Senate. J. Edgar Hoover had died four months prior. Uh, Richard Nixon was still the president. Watergate hadn't even become an issue yet. <laughs> it was expected. If you become a U.S. senator in 1972, you're set for life. Set for life. 
I mentioned Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon Johnson, he was damn near close to a billionaire. A billionaire on a government salary. He bought up, they cut themselves all kinds of sweetheart deals. He was buying himself radio stations that he didn't have money for and actually didn't have the license. Didn't He only got the approval because he was a senator. And this is the way it worked for a long time. So Joe Biden has been playing by the old rules. And, you know, when he gets caught, you know, he gets frustrated, right? He gets really angry because this is the way the game is played. You don't understand. This is this is what this is what we get. So he can't say that. So he can only deny it. Right. It's absolutely fascinating. It really is something to see. Uh, I have to do. Oh, Hunter Biden is on a podcast. What the hell is this? We're about to hear the voice of Hunter Biden. Now remember this? He, he sat down for the Moby podcast. Is that Moby the singer? Is that Moby the one who was hitting on Natalie Portman back in the day? Is it the same guy? Cut 17, please. Cut 17. Hunter Biden which, on the Moby podcast. Which, which, by the way, this whole idea that this this may not in every aspect be a Russian disinformation campaign, but it has literally every earmark of what the Russians did. Yeah. There's, um, what's it called? It's called uh, eliminationist rhetoric. Eliminationist rhetoric was something that the Nazis came up with as a as a tool to, to undermine uh, their political rivals. <laughs> And then Putin has fine-tuned it. And what Putin did when he was coming to power in the early 2000s was there were still some real significant voices. All right. His opponents are like Nazis. His opponents are like Nazis, huh? Right? Right, 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 right. I think Putin came to power in the late 90s, but whatever. Between 2016 and 2015, the defendant individually received more than $7 million in total gross income. $7 million. And he didn't pay taxes on it. And it's Putin's fault. <laughs> More from that hideously entitled, deranged person hunter and this mo <laughs> the arrogance, huh? Putin. It's all Putin. Remember? Like the intelligence officials said. The laptop is not real. Oh, I'm out of time. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, did you go to any Christmas parties last night? I am a little out of, ooh, I, uh, it wasn't that I was up late. I saw that rich food. I, uh, a lot of candy. If there's candy in front of me, you know what happens. That's a problem. Went from party to party, found myself, uh, not, you know, I didn't get mad, but I was kind of gently arguing with people. Because everybody I met just said, oh, Trump, what a threat to democracy he is. Did you hear what he said the other day? He wants to be a dictator. He says he's going to be a dictator, a dictator. It's like, no, not really. No, he's not, don't, don't worry about it. What do you like? The, the, no, he, he said it. I heard him on day one. He's going to be a dictator. Oh, God, here we go again. Here we go again. Thanks a lot, fake news. You know, the fake news, they're supposed to explain things. You know, they just want everybody on the edge of their seat, freaked out all the time. I gotta prove in this. I, I will prove it later. I'm gonna show you. But every time a president gets in there, every single time, Obama did it, Biden did it, Trump did it, and Trump, I think, will do it again. Good for him. What do they do? You've seen the pictures. Think for yourself, right? Think. The very first day in office, what does what does a president do? They sign a bunch of documents. Usually they got a big stack of them. He signs one after the next, after the next, after the next. What are they? Executive orders. Their executive order. So 
the president can order the executive uh, branch, a component of the executive branch, to do something or not do something. And under Article 2, he has this authority. Uh, he doesn't have to actually go to Congress and ask permission, which is usually more about appropriations and new laws. He has this authority. He has a lot of authority. And on day one, they're famous for this. They they sign executive orders. And he said, I'm going to be a dictator regarding the border and regarding energy. Okay, two things he's going to do. Close up the border uh, and catch and release and uh, drill, baby, drill. And he can do that via executive order. Um, oh, but he said the word dictator. You know, Sean Hannity, well, Sean Hannity asked him that. And he used the word dictator. Yeah, it, it's and people have complained. They have, I will say this. They complain that the executive order thing is kind of, is kind of dictatorish. Like they didn't like it when Obama did it. They don't like it when anybody does it. And there are constitutional people. There are these legislative uh, experts there. They just don't like the president having that much authority, that much power. And I'm going to find it every, every time there's going to be some critics. Sometimes they're on the left. Sometimes they're on the right. But they were there uh, definitely when Obama did it, definitely when Obama came in, he signed an executive order actually to close Guantanamo Bay. Even when you signed an executive order, you know, the deep state's going to work against you to undo it because they don't think the president, presidents come and go. Hey, I have also realized this. I um, it's It's a tough one. I go back and forth. I don't want term limits. I know term limits for a long time. I thought that was the answer to everything. But that's really what the deep state wants. These bureaucrats who can work for the government for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. We don't know who their names are, right? They can run the whole show. Hey, Vivek Ramaswamy was great about this the other night. Great about, he pointed out, he reminded everybody that the FBI and the CIA, they essentially stole the election of 2016. 2016, the election that Trump won. You have to remember what happened. They sabotaged it. They sabotaged it. They tried, they tied his hands. You know, when you're being investigated, when your children are being summoned by the FBI, by the intelligence committees, right? It's very hard to get the people's work done. Trump was able to do it, but think about how much, think of what we were deprived of. They call it the honest services. We deserved his full time. And they, well, they got in the way of that. Drain the swamp. It's not corny. It must be done. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, how about his friend, that crazy lawyer? What's his name? Hunter has a friend named Keith Morrison. Keith Morrison, isn't that the... Who's the guy from The Doors? Jim Morrison. All right. Keith Morrison, not Jim Morrison. Um, Keith Morrison shows up. He's not a childhood friend. He's a, he's a lawyer, a total stoner in Los Angeles, by the way. Uh, you know, look, you can be a stoner if you want. That's fine. It's neither here nor there. I don't mean to be nasty about it, but I have seen pictures of him, uh, smoking a great big old bong, uh, on the balcony of his, uh, Malibu house from January through October 15th of 2020. An entertainment lawyer, hereafter referred to as personal friend, it's Keith Morrison, by the way, provided the defendant with substantial financial support, including approximately $200,000 to rent a lavish home on a canal in Venice, California, $11,000 in payments for his Porsche and other individual items. In total, the defendant had personal friend pay over $1.2 million 
to third parties for the defendant's benefit from January through October 15th of 2020. Now, what's happening that year? It's an election year. It's COVID. And and Hunter is getting all of this money while his dad is running around talking about how he's kicked the kicked the addiction and lay off my son. He just met this guy, this lawyer, not childhood friends. What is this all about? Why would Keith Morrison? This is like this is not human behavior. Human beings don't do this for each other. Yeah, there's generosity. There's this charitable. Right. But we don't just start paying massive bills for strangers. No, it doesn't happen. There's something really fishy about it, and it's right here. Let's see. And you know that book? He came out with a book, Hunter Biden. It's called Beautiful Things. Simon & Schuster, I believe, yeah. In 2019, the defendant began writing a nonfiction memoir where he described his substance abuse and addiction issued that was ultimately titled Beautiful Things. On November 15, 2019, the defendant signed a contract with a publishing house. From January through October 15th of 2020, the defendant received approximately $140,000 paid into his wife's bank account related to the book. He even skipped taxes on that. He's playing a funny game about that. (laughs) All right, then it goes on and on. They have to do this. It's kind of boilerplate language about how when taxes are due and everybody has a responsibility to pay taxes. And this goes on for a few pages. And, uh, oh, here's the uh, 2016. He made $1.2 million. Hunter assessed his tax bill to be $45,000. That seems a little bit light, don't you think? Uh, Defendant knew he had to pay taxes. Defendant knew he had to pay taxes. Talks about how he screwed uh, a business associate over for a million dollars. We think that's Tony Bobolinsky. Definitely Tony Bobolinsky. Uh, the defendant timely filed. Or where's the good stuff? Rather than pay his taxes, the defendant spent millions of dollars on an extravagant lifestyle. The defendant spent millions of dollars on an extravagant lifestyle at the time he chose to not pay his taxes. The defendant spent approximately $1 million in 2016, $1.4 million in 2017, $1.8 million in 2018, and $600,000 in 2019. From January through October 15, 2020, the defendant received more than $1.2 million in financial support that was used to pay various personal expenses, but not any of his federal individual income tax liabilities. Between 2016 and October 15, 2020, the defendant spent this money on drugs, escorts, girlfriends, luxury hotels, rental properties, exotic cars, clothing, and other items of a personal nature. In short, everything but his taxes. And how did he have all this money? He got it from China and he got it from Ukraine. And it's right here in the indictment. But again, the indictment, which is, there's a lot of bad stuff here. He looks like he's guilty as hell, but there's more, there's more to this story. Why are they indicting him now? This stuff does go back five years. Five years ago, these offenses were happening. Some of them, right? October 2018, 20. Why now? Um, well, that sweetheart deal, they're probably investigating the sweetheart deal because they had all this inf- information and they were actually not going to prosecute. They were not going to prosecute any of this stuff. That's a problem. And they just want to make it appear that the corrupt DOJ is an equal opportunity, you know, uh, prosecutor. They're going after Trump. They're going after Biden. Uh, right? We go after Democrats and Republicans alike. Uh, that's one of the reasons why 
Eric Adams is in pretty deep trouble right now. It's always good to go after a Democrat from time to time. It gives him cover to go after Trump. And the other thing is, this is a message to uh, Hunter. And more, more importantly to Joe, get the hell out of the race right now. Get out of the race. You know, remember how they used to abuse Eric Trump and Donald Trump and Ivanka Trump, right? They were never indicted. They were never indicted. They were embarrassed. They were, they were mocked. They were maligned. They were viciously portrayed. But they didn't do any of this stuff. They're successful businessmen before, before they ever went into politics. Successful businessmen and women. Yeah, but no, they were just their father's son. So ever hear the word family business? The term? Wow. I haven't got my hands around the whole damn thing yet. I am. Oh, and this is a great moment. This is a great moment when the, one of the few times that the fake news was actually going after Joe Biden and asking him direct questions about this stuff, right? This is Axios. This is our friend Mike Allen giving it to Joe Biden really good during the 2020 campaign. You got that, right? I sent it a little while ago. Okay, let's hear it. On your son, Hunter Biden, uh, President Trump says, Sweepy Joe has real problems. Reminds me of Crooked Hillary and her 33,000 deleted emails. A lot of the Ukraine charges about you have been debunked and were unfair. There's one thing that a lot of Democrats even do wonder about, and that is Hunter Biden, your son, was getting paid a lot of money to serve on the board of a Ukrainian energy company facing serious corruption charges. You were the vice president running point on Ukraine. The average Joe hears that and says, that sounds fishy. What's your understanding of what your son was doing for an extraordinary amount of money? I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board. And that was it. And there's nobody. Well, you've had a lot of time. Isn't this something you want to get to the bottom of? No, because I trust my son. But that doesn't pass the smell test. Like when you're vice president, isn't there a higher standard? Don't you need to know no. what's happening with your family? Don't you need Stop to Stop for down? a second. He trusts his son. This is when he's running for president. This is when he's getting money from Keith Morrison. This is when millions and millions of dollars are being spent. What did they say a moment ago? On drugs, gambling, girlfriends, sex clubs, right? He trusts his son. We know this about Hunter Biden. He couldn't figure it out. He couldn't figure it out. <laughs> uh, he's a liar. Oh, and also a little bit psychotic. A little bit psychotic, as Rudy has pointed out to, he's pointed out to me, that Joe knew about his son being troubled and being addicted, but he used him anyway and sent him all over the world on these crazy adventures to shake down companies, get money for nothing, or access, access to Joe. Keep going. Guardrails? Unless there was something that was, there was something on his face that was wrong. There's nothing on his face that was wrong. So look, if you want to talk about problems, you know, let's talk about Trump's family. I mean, come on. This is... So, <laughs> these so, guys are amazing. So you think that everything that happened was kosher? You know there's not one single bit of evidence, not one little tiny bit, to suggest anything done was wrong. You know that. But you keep asking me these questions. Hey, it's stop okay. for a second. I got a 56-page indictment right here. I've got uh, a wire transfers from Hunter to Joe Biden, right? And you could say, well, you didn't have it back then. We had common sense back then, all right? We we, we could use our brains. You know, it's not always, um, well, there's no evidence. When you sue somebody, let's say you sue somebody, you don't necessarily have all the evidence. 
You know, there's something called, like, I know I was screwed out of this. How can you prove it? I just know it. Well, can you prove it? I think I can, but I got to get access to the evidence. Okay, well, you file a lawsuit, and then there's something that happens. It's called discovery. And then you can look through the guy's stuff. So you, I knew it, you knew it, that we got screwed and that we were getting screwed by Joe Biden, but we might not have had the specific, we didn't have the document, we didn't have the wire transfer, and now we got it. And this bum must resign or be impeached or, I mean, this can't go on. It's embarrassing, and I think Democrats are probably more embarrassed than anybody else in the media. This thing is black and white, and it's bad, and they have done so much defending and defending and defending and listen to the arrogance of Joe Biden here. Again, this is back in uh, the campaign of 2020. All right, keep going. You know, you're you're you know you're doing what you have to do, but I'm not worried about it. Look, the American public knows me. Last one on this. Uh, say you're elected, you're in office. What guardrails would you have to be sure that your son, your brother Jimmy, doesn't uh, do anything to trade on the family name? They will not be engaged in any foreign business because of what's happened in this administration. No one's going to be seeking patents for things from China. No one's going to be engaged in that kind of thing. So no foreign business for your relatives in office. Correct. 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 We're just going to go into the painting business. (laughs) We're just going to, Hunter's going to become a talented artist overnight. Uh, what else? Uh, Frank Biden is going to be a spokesperson for a law firm. The bro- the, my brother, he's not a lawyer, but he's going to be the spokesperson for a law firm. And he will show up at any location in Florida to talk about your legal needs. Frank Biden. The very next day he's going to show up. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's great. Hello, Barbara. Hi, Greg. Um Hey, I wanted to thank you again for going to source documents as you do and for giving us the correct information because you're so right that the reporting is often deliberately wrong, but almost as bad as that. It's often incomplete. Not a good job is done. And and I was reading what brought that to mind. I was reading about the FBI. Uh, the, The report from Congress that came out on Monday shows the FBI is still pursuing to create a link between what they name radical traditionalist Catholics and violent extremist groups. And I'm so glad Congress has pursued this. And you have to really read several articles. I read about six. The National Catholic Register did the best reporting on this. They, in, they, they told the story that Congress interviewed the chief agent, the lead agent at the Richmond, Virginia office. And he said they're still looking for ways to get this information out through the whole FBI about this supposed leak or supposed link, which is a lie. And if we didn't have good reporting and we didn't have Congress looking into it, we wouldn't even know that millions of Americans are having their freedom of religion severely violated. And if they can go after Catholics, they can go after everyone. Is incredible, and they they desperately they des- they're, they're trying to. Fr- I think they're trying to frame Christians. It w- they would love to. They would love to haul in some Christians, some Catholics. Oh, look at this! Right, it's a domestic terror threat. I mean, we see yes. the real domestic terror threat. It's anti-Semitism. It's this crazy stuff. It's quite frankly far left uh, Islamic uh, fascism. That's that's real. Uh, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, but we pretend that's not there. 
What a strange moment. Do you feel, do you feel more optimistic though than you did like maybe a week ago? Somehow I feel more optimistic. And part of it is, I got to tell you, Vivek Ramaswamy and his performance at that debate, you know, and, and, and to see him shame the media directly. And oh, oh, by the way, that Vivek has been promoting some of my social media, some of my content from, uh, some of the videos I produce. He pinned a tweet of mine and he's using some of the same language that I've used. I feel like I had an influence on on the conversation, and that's that's one of the reasons why I'm optimistic. Somehow, I feel like you know, I hate the I hate the phrase "we're turning the corner," but are we turning the corner? I, I hope we are, and I was so glad to hear Vivek and what he had to say, and that he is amplifying your messages. And I know when you were talking about that, I think it was yesterday. You said sometimes you wonder if your message is reaching people, and him doing that you know, reassured you. But let me also tell you, you need to read an essay called The Remnant, written by a man named Nock, N-O-C-K, back in the 1930s, because he talks about you. He talks about people like you. He calls them prophets. And I'm sure no one has called you a prophet lately, but you are a prophet because you're telling the truth. And you're telling us what will happen. And that is the story of Isaiah. And God told Isaiah, go to the people who are so sinful. Tell them about the sinfulness and what my wrath will be. But understand, they will not listen to you. However, there will be a remnant out there of people who are going around by themselves, unorganized, looking for the truth. Know two things. The remnant is there and they will find you. You may never know who they are. You may never know the worth of what you are saying and teaching, but they are there. And I think it would it would really encourage you to read that. Hey, I'm encouraged listening to it. I'm a prophet. I am uh, I'm humbled by your uh, statement and I know prophet does sound a little uh, but you know what? Wow. 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 Barbara, thank you so much. You know what? So much wisdom, so much uh knowledge we've gained from you i personally and our listeners and uh thank you for your encouragement feeling good feeling good feeling good but we can't take our foot off that damn gas pedal to be continued barbara i'll be right back greg kelly Kelly. on the red apple podcast network now uh may there's a good point that somebody's saying is is this indictment just to keep him from testifying because, as you know, the House Oversight Committee, they've subpoenaed him. They want him to come in and, and give that deposition. Hunter's trying to fake everybody out, saying, I'll, I'll testify, but it has to be in public. doesn't work that way. It sounds great. From a PR perspective, uh, it might have been an interesting, semi-clever move, but on the merits of it, he's uh, it's BS. It's total BS. All right. Um, I'm getting into this habit. We take the calls. And during the final 10 minutes of the of the hour, and then we get back to business. So, uh, Kathy, hello. Hi, Greg. How are you today? Good. Good. Listen, I really love your show. Watch you at night. Listen to you every day. I have a question for you. Now, they're investigating the Bidens. That's all well and good. However, with that being said, if Biden issues a pardon to himself and his family members, wouldn't that hold through even after he got out of office, even if Trump got reelected and they found crimes on on the Bidens that they haven't discovered yet? 
wouldn't that pardon still follow through on those future things that weren't discovered yet? Uh, potentially, so, yes. Potentially, uh, potentially, I believe. Although nothing, if they happen prior, a pardon is kind of absolute, but it's only for uh, federal federal charges. All right, you could still pursue them on state charges. Um, like when when Ford pardoned Nixon, it was basically excuse me for any and everything. <laughs> it was like it was like a full, complete, absolute. And uh, that pardon was really a beautiful thing. It was for the good of the country. Uh, Hunter uh, could very well be pardoned by his old man, which you would think would make it untenable for uh, Joe to uh, remain as a candidate. You would think. Heck, it's it doomed Ford when he pardoned Nixon. It's one of the reasons why he lost in 76. Uh, Kathy, uh, stay tuned for that. Tim is in Queens. Thank you, Kathy. Tim is in Queens. Hey, Greg. Um, first of all, I loved your show. I think you're the best. And your dad was arguably the greatest. All right, here it comes. Here it comes. History. You want to? You're going to disagree with a basic, fundamental tenant of this show. What is it? I mean that sincerely. No, my one disagreement. Can we please, for God's sake, get someone other than Trump? Let's get DeSantis. <laughs> Let's get DeSantis. Let's get, Let's get DeSantis. Ron, Ron DeSantis is great. Donald Trump. What's so great about? Uh, look, I like. No, I like DeSantis. Did you see him? Did you? I mean, the guy, Listen, the guy, the guy, the guy has a syndrome. There's something wrong with him. I mean, I like him. He's smart, decent job as governor, I guess. He just doesn't know how to like, uh, comport himself in public. It's the strangest thing. Sticking his tongue out. Well, he's totally uncomfortable in his own skin. He's so easily freaked out and frazzled. He can't be president. I, I well, keep hearing from guys like you who say, well, you know, look, like, why not go with the guy who's 60 points? You gotta beat, you gotta beat the guy. And you say, you and I, we should get somebody else. Well, you got seven people running, or now it's four. And they aren't getting any support. So how are you and I supposed to get somebody else at this point? They're failing. They're failing in beating him. Can I tell you why? Well, I, I, I understand I why. why. I've heard these reasons. But give me the how. Give me the how. How? I mean, how uh, people like you who have a voice, who have a platform need to say, you know what, Trump, you had your four years. Let Ron DeSantis. Have I would never say that because I don't think him. that I don't okay, think that. Well, I mean, I, I just I, don't. I don't. I, I, I Trump. I mean, <laughs> you're going to give in to the left like that. You're going to let them. Oh, we're going to pick somebody who's more tolerable to the left. You know, I don't, I, 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 I know, I'm sorry, Tim, um, DeSantis too. Did you see DeSantis get beat by Gavin Newsom almost? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, no. I'm all, I'm all in for Trump. I'm all in for Trump. You know who? He's mentally deranged. He's mentally disturbed. He's not well. No, he's not. He's not well. He's not not well. He's not well. He's, he's not well. He's mentally deranged. He's mentally deranged. He's hello. Give me an example. Give me an example. Give me an example. example, He can't put down his Twitter. If you insult him, actually, actually, you know, oh, that, listen to this guy. He hasn't tweeted since April. He can't put down his Twitter. (laughs) You're wrong. All of you people. I'll be back. 